Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. We're taking you to 8 o'clock tonight. And uh, certainly the big story uh, breaking uh, late this morning, Frank Wright. Uh, becoming the uh, new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, a lot of people there that covered the team felt they would go with an experienced coach. And, Bob, again, I think uh, it came down with Sean Payton where, okay, yeah, he had talked with the owner, but, again, general manager keeps his job. You don't have to give up anything. Uh, Frank Wright had some success uh, with the Colts. But, man, it fell apart final game against Jacksonville a year ago where they get beaten, get knocked out. <laughs> Jimmy Ursay said, enough's enough. Wentz is out of here, and he went get Matt Ryan, and the season was a, basically a disaster, and he gets fired. So uh, Frank Wright gets another chance. I, I don't but, know what more well, Mike, Steve you, Wilkes could have done. Yeah, that's what I was actually – but do you know that Frank Wright uh, – I didn't realize this, but he took the first snap uh, for, the for, for the Carolina Panthers. Now, uh, we all remember uh, Penn State, um, uh, the quarterback. Kerry uh, Collins. Kerry Collins. That's one that we remember when in the playoffs, Sam Mills and all was yeah. there with Kerry Collins. But Frank Wright was there. But as far as um, Steve Wilkes and Mike, his people and his lawyer, they, they, they make it a black and white thing. Uh, him not being hired. Uh, you know, he's part of that lawsuit. With um, the guy with the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, Flores. Brian Flores. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'll be interested to see how that's going to unfold. Uh, now, I think Mr. Tepper, he probably takes the approach. I'll interview a bunch of people, but I'm going to hire uh, who I want. Well, right, when you say, like, okay, I, I appreciate what Steve Bob Wilkes. Is, Bob, it's hard to tell a guy who's worth $25 billion what to do. And, you know, it is what it is in this league, and it is the good old boy network. Come on. You, you, you can't say it's not. Uh, it's difficult to break in. Uh, into that spot. And Frank Wright, listen, does he deserve a second chance? Yeah. But so does Steve Wilkes. Right, right. Uh, because he got the raw deal. And, Mike, he, he, I think the players respect him. Uh, he was one and done uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. How can you give Kingsbury an extension and you only fire Steve Wilkes after one year? That, that, that to me, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but that, that looks shady there. And then Steve Wilkes, uh, we thought Carolina, oh, they, you know, all of a sudden, Matt Rule, you're gone. Uh, we're trading Christian McCaffrey. Mike, I think he did an outstanding job even keeping he that team together. He did a great, to, not a good job. To keep he did together, a great keep job to keeping keep that together. team together. Yeah, And, and no quarterback. Uh, I mean, come on. Sam Darnold is who he is. He's going to be inconsistent to the day he retires. That's just the way he is. Uh, he's an erratic passer. And he's got one really good receiver in D.J. Moore. I mean, D.J. can play. But, man, they rebuilt along the offensive line. A guy you know pretty well helped there, James Campen. Yeah, yeah, offensive line coach. Offensive and, and, line and, coach. You know, he James was with the did a great yeah, job. Yeah, he was with the Green Bay Packers forever. And then uh, James Campen, he, he's from California, went to Tulane. Uh, he was in the late 80s with the Saints. Um, uh, you know, him and Steve Cord and all the offensive line, we all still uh, – I hang out with him and you stay in touch with him. 
Uh, but Campen, it's amazing now. All of a sudden, he's been a, a pro coach like for two decades. You know, and here was a guy just trying to make it. Mike made it a couple of seasons. And, no, he, he did an outstanding job. And um, he, he's, he's now a lifer as far as, you know, a coach and what he's accomplished. Now, things happening in Denver, and we talked about a couple of days back, it seemed to be that they had moved off of Sean and that D'Amico Ryans had taken the top spot. And I think that's still there from talking and doing a couple shows there this morning. It looks as though D'Amico Ryans is the guy. What's funny about that is – the um, the well, new ownership people said we want a he- we want head coach with experience. D'Amico doesn't have it. You know the only thing I can say with that does this maybe some owners because they all look at each other like uh, I don't know if this is true. I'm just speculating here. Don't you dare pay no coach twenty million dollars right now. Uh, you know, if it, you do, make sure you don't announce it uh, like uh, that. You know how Sean was going around and kind of what it would take with Colin and all that. And not being kind of um, under the radar behind the scenes. So I think Jeff Duncan, he said, as of late, you know, he wrote the book. I mean, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, great, what, the greatest offense ever? And Jeff kind of said, uh, don't be surprised that if Sean goes back to Fox. I never was for that. You know why? Because it's not good for the Saints. Yeah. I'm worried about the Saints. I want what compensation we can get for Sean. Because Sean felt he held all the cards here, and to a certain extent he does, because now. Uh, he, you know, the other, maybe he put something out there or that was basically what he asking for. Nobody would accept. And man, the saints are caught now. Right. Right. You could say, oh, we got all the assets. We hold all the cards. Oh yeah. But not if what, Sean don't go coach. What if Sean don't coach this year? What assets you got? You, no, that's <laughs> man, if I'm Dennis Allen, I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, we, we don't, we don't, not going to cash in this year on that. That, no, uh, that, that's a tough spot to be in. No, that's a tough spot uh, to, to be in. And um, and Sean kind of threw out there, Mike, and I, I don't know. Uh, Sean's a great coach, but he's not invincible. I mean, if he was invincible, he'd have had to win two or three Super Bowls. And the Saints had a chance, 2011, and then the Nola No-Call. 2019. Yeah, yeah, the Nola No-Call. Okay, now then it would be almost like, okay, but when you think about this, how many Super Bowls uh, 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 Sean Payton won? He won one. Okay, what, what did uh, Mike McCarthy, they always trying to run off in Dallas, how many Super Bowls he He's won? He won one. Well, okay, they both won one. So just a perception. You know, you got a good publicist, you got a good promoter, and how uh, they're putting a lot of stuff out there. And Sean even... Uh, he's, a, he's a great self-promoter. Well, I give him credit. Right, Mike. Man, and, can and, he and, self-promote? And he even said that I got to be blown away or uh, I might as well stay in Fox. Well, what if he's not blown away? Because, you know, it's, it's money, power. It's so many things that are connected that uh, for Sean to think it's an ideal situation. Now, I still think would make sense. I don't know about the new ownership. We don't know. That's all behind the scenes. With the commanders, Washington commanders, I think that won't come about till March. But we, they need a coach now. But with all of a sudden, with the, think about that splash. What if you heard all of a sudden – Sean Payne is the head coach for the Washington Commanders. Wouldn't that be under the radar and blew well, you away? Uh, you, you, did, you did last Thursday, but the Thursday before we had Jason Lockenfora on, and Jason told Charlie and I he thinks that this is going to go down right around Super Bowl weekend, that the sale for the Washington Commanders, and it would be very quick. Oh, so we'll know by then. And he thinks that it – it will not linger into March. Okay, I got you. So that'll that'll be interesting too. And you know, a lot of comments about over seven billion dollars. 
to buy the Washington Commanders. We'll yeah, be back. Th- th- that's kind of the market uh, because Washington, Mike, uh, they haven't won nothing forever. But uh, as far as what Forbes think it's of them, it's location. Well, well yeah, they, what the top at least top five, I think, in the NFL. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Bob Edwarder, who was uh, connected to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, uh, just posted that, that uh, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, who interviewed with the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. And they interviewed previously with the Broncos, right? right? Uh, has informed them and other teams he is remaining with the Cowboys. He told Edwarder, Unfinished business here in Dallas. My complete focus is helping the team play championship ball in 2023. So, again, this is a highly sought-after former head coach who's got cards in his hands, just like Sean does. He's holding the cards in his hands, and I think maybe uh, that was a wink-wink, nod-nod deal with Jerry that, hey, if things don't work out with with Mike, (laughs) guess what? You got the job. Yeah, because uh, for, for one thing, uh, the the cowgirl defense is definitely heading in the right direction. Uh, they not they can't really blame the defense. Uh, I think that's why I think I thought, and a number of people thought this was the year for Dallas. Primarily, uh, to me, was because of their defense. That defense and, and, really and, played well. And where their defense was at. Um, now you look at C.D. Lamb. I think he got better. Holly developed, but it wasn't because of their offense. And so uh, that makes sense. You know, stick around. uh, You know, uh, I have a lot of faith in you, and I will reward you. So, no, it'd be interesting to see what happens next year. Now, I wonder how Mike McCarthy feels about that. Uh, I mean, you know. Well, Mike's an offensive coach, and he's always led his defensive coordinator. But, again, that's always going to be pressure on Mike. Yeah, without a doubt. Because he's coaching in Dallas and because of the ownership uh, with Jerry Jones. That's easy. But Dan Quinn, again, with some cards in his hand, similar to Sean Payton, holding those cards. If it's not right, you know what? I have another option. Sean's other option stays in TV. Dan Quinn's option stays with the Cowboys. And, and again, a wink, wink, nod, nod, that if something goes wrong here, uh, you're the next guy up, Dan. Well, well and the one thing, and, uh, Mike, I'm a little surprised by is that, uh, you know, because usually I think I've looked at this for a number of years, at least six coaches get fired, six to eight, and we've, only, we've been kind of stuck on five. You know, uh, you would speculate. But it potentially could be six no, no, you, because of Washington. Right. And then you, you're speculating, you know, with the Chargers and then, uh, you know, Dallas, all of that uh, comes about. But uh, th- th- that that's something that's going to be there every year. So now uh, we tend not to be a patient society or even individual-wise. You know, you can't look so far like, what? That seems like an attorney from now, like 2024 next year, like at this time. Job opportunities, but and you blink your eye in twenty twenty four. It's here. It's here. That's why I think Dan Quinn and uh, like Sean said, unless he's blown away, uh, it looks like he won't make that move. 
On the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvat. Insider cars are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan Horvat's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Your thoughts on, on Dan Quinn staying in Dallas, I think that is sort of telling you him and Jerry have a deal set up that if things kind of go south for Mike, he'd, he'd be next in line. And it looks as though for the time being that uh, Sean Payton is back at Fox. And again, this league for a lot of people don't understand. Uh, there's a lot of insulation for general managers, presidents of teams. You bring in a guy like Sean, Sean's going to want to bring in his own team to run the show. It's not so much about money. It's also about giving up power. And right now, none of those teams seem to want to do it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think this might end up working out better for Sean. I think he'll probably find himself in a better position with a better team. I mean, if the Chargers job was open and he had the opportunity to work with somebody like Justin Herbert, I thought maybe that that would be a good opportunity for him to take. But I don't know if I want to be in Arizona. Great place to live, don't get me wrong. We're going to be there for the Super Bowl. But I don't know if I want to coach Kyler just because I don't really know what Kyler is. I mean, Ryan, you sound like Bobby. Plays, hey, yeah, that's, hey, Ryan, that, that's exactly what <laughs> I said. You sound just like him. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, so I would, I, I think this would end up working out better. And I completely agree with Dan Quinn, especially the way that these seasons have ended the last two years for the Cowboys. Last year, they call a quarterback draw for Dak with no timeouts. They run out of time, don't even get a, don't even get a playoff. And then this year, I don't know what the heck they were thinking with that final play call. I don't know if that's Kellen Moore or if that's Mike McCarthy. We know it's not Dan Quinn because he's obviously in charge of the defense. But you have Zeke lined up at the center position. He gets absolutely blown up. That was uh, that was rough to watch. I mean, I get that you're kind of in a no-win situation in that spot with no timeouts. But, yeah, I'm not really surprised. And I think that that's probably how it ends up playing out, that if the Cowboys, if they don't get it done, if they, and if they don't win 12, 13 games, if they don't win a Super Bowl, McCarthy's probably gone. And then maybe Dan Quinn is the guy. Also, you know, I think a lot of these teams, a lot of these organizations right now are looking for offensive-minded head coaches. You know, if I'm – I would rather hire Ben Johnson next year, the OC uh, over there in Detroit, than hire Dan this year, to be honest with you. So I think it's going to end up working out for everybody. Well, but, but it, I know, think yeah. D'Amico Ryans, though, is going to get his shot. Yeah, I, I think it's in Denver, too. Yeah, I agree. And he deserves it. You know, and, and there are still – I have nothing against the defensive-minded guys getting these jobs. I mean, I know it's not working out right now for Brandon Staley. We'll see with the new offensive coordinator because, unfortunately, Joe Lombardi had to fall on the sword after that playoff loss. But I think Robert Sala, if he gets the right quarterback, you know, maybe I think that he's done a pretty good job in New York. I know that they had to fire their offensive coordinator, Michael Floor. And I'm with you. I mean, look at San Francisco's defense, man. They're the real deal. The only the only uh, area you can attack them is their secondary on the deep ball. But I wouldn't be shocked if he does get a head coaching gig. I think he deserves it. I think he'll be really good as well. Now, uh, Ryan, what is your take? Uh, I'm sure we're going to hear more of this because uh, of the Rooney rule and all in the hiring process. Uh, when you look at, and I brought this up, like Steve Wilkes, I mean, if you're going to give Kingsbury an opportunity, how can uh, Steve Wilkes be one and done in Arizona? Then you look how the stability he brought uh, to Carolina after Matt Rule's gone. Christian McCaffrey went to the 49ers. And then they almost saying maybe because he was part of the lawsuit against the NFL with Brian Flores, 
Uh, maybe Mr. Tepper didn't like that, and then he brings in Frank Wright. Uh, but, but what is your take on that whole situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Frank Reich hiring. I, I, I hope he gets to choose his quarterback this time around. But I was rooting for Wilkes to get that job, to be honest with you guys. And it sounded like the locker room really was rooting for him to get that job as well. I mean, they trade away Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, they trade away Robbie Anderson, which they had to do because he was, you know, a head case in that locker room. But then we saw they held on to DJ Moore. They held on to Brian Burns, even though the Rams offered two first-round picks for Brian Burns which showed me, you know, maybe they were going to go at least in for a playoff spot. And they started playing really hard for Wilkes, so I was surprised. But I do like this hiring. You know, I, I like Frank Reich still. Problem with him, those last couple of years in Indianapolis, they just couldn't get the quarterback position, right? But all the problem is he wanted all those guys. He wanted Carson Wentz. That's his old fishing buddy. And that's he wanted right. Philip Rivers. You know, so yeah. that's, the only, that's the only thing. Uh, I, I do think he's an upgrade, but I kind of wanted to see Wilkes get that job. I think I would have hired him, to be honest with you guys. Now, Ryan, what uh, is your take? It didn't happen in Denver, but will it happen uh, with the Jets? Now, you look at uh, yeah. that all of a sudden, what's the odds of Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback of the New York Jets? This might be the second coming of Joe Namath. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers would have success in New York? For the Jets and make them relevant? Oh, by be must-see TV. Yeah, and I mean, the odds stink right now, unfortunately, because Hackett got the job today. Funny enough, so two weeks ago, I uh, sent in a request. You could do this at some sports books. And I wanted odds on Aaron Rodgers to become the next quarterback of the Jets just because they have all those weapons. Their window is really the next two to three years when you think about it because they're going to have to pay all those guys on the defensive side of the ball sauce gardener and then they're going to have to pay some guys on the offensive side of the ball i know Brees hall uh injured his knee but he'll be back at some point next year i love garrett wilson they almost have too many skill position players they don't even know what to do with denzel mims rogers he doesn't have that problem in green bay and i think if you're green bay you know you really can't go all in this season for a 39 40 year old quarterback so it might be best just to trade him get some first round picks and see what you have in Jordan Love because you have to make the decision on him this year, unfortunately. And now he's 25 years old. He's ready to play. So it looks like that might be the way that they go. I think Rodgers could have success in New York, better success because I think he's a better version at this age than Favre was. And Favre got off to a really nice start in New York. I believe they were, what, 7-3? and three, Yeah, they ended up being 10-6, I think, that yep. year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he kind of fell off at the right. end of the year. I just think, I think Rodgers is going to have a monster year. So I tried to put in this request. They wouldn't give me the bet. Now the odds are only plus 250. I think there's a good chance it happens. I don't think – I don't know what you saw on tape last year with Denver that makes you want to have Nathaniel Hackett as your play caller. Nothing. Nothing to Aaron me. Aaron Rodgers with him, you guys. <laughs> Absolutely like nothing. I, I have a buddy in, I have a buddy that uh, is in Miami. I won't mention the school, a grade school, actually. He's a football coach and an AD over there. He told me that uh, Tom Brady – is looking at schools in the Miami In area. Miami. That, that's actually video of him walking with the children uh, into some classrooms. Yep. And so uh, Miami, and just remember yep. last year, uh, Stephen Ross made a play for both him and Sean Payton, got himself in trouble, trouble right. uh, for doing so, but he made a play uh, for Tom Brady. Does he make that now that Brady – is an unrestricted free agent. Well, and especially, Ryan, you look at Tua had success, but uh, you don't know if he can uh, play. Health-wise. Yeah, health-wise with the concussion. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about Tua's future just, like, in the league. I mean, he had a concussion in the second half against the Packers, and he didn't know about it. I've never heard of that, you guys. I mean, 
not, not since the early 90s. You know, when we were out playing ball, would you get concussed and go back into a game and not learn about it until after the game? That's too scary. And, like, let's be honest, also, Tua, not the strongest arm. If it comes down to Tom Brady or Tua, even at 45 years old, I might go Tom Brady. I might go Aaron Rodgers at 40. Those guys are still really good when they're surrounded with weapons. Problem is, if you go to Miami – I don't know that you're winning a Super Bowl because of that defense. They give up 430 yards per game. Brady's always played with really good defenses. The year in Tampa, top 10 defense, top 10 pass rush. The years in New England, we always talk about the guys he was throwing to. Yeah, sometimes he didn't play with the biggest names. But, I mean, look at San Francisco. Look at Brock Purdy. Great story, right? Is he where he's at, though, if he has Green Bay's defense? Probably not. Now, Ryan, what's your take on this? Uh, Have you witnessed this before? You probably have. All of a sudden, uh, everyone's uh, speculating about Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain, and you got different grades, and then, you know, the media's out there, and, and he's not hobbling, he's not limping, and all of a sudden, uh, the Bengals, uh, they go from a favorite to now the Chiefs being favorite. Just break that down. Yeah, the line movement has been absolutely crazy. Uh, just a little bit of an overreaction. Not really an overreaction, though, because if you've ever had a high ankle sprain, you know, that's a pretty devastating injury. Yes, where Mahomes. He's not going to be healthy even if they make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's probably not going to be healthy until Jul- – I mean, probably until for a couple months here. I mean, that's a pretty tough injury. It's hard to get out of bed, and it only gets worse as time goes on, as you guys know as well. So it's probably only getting worse throughout the week. But we know if you want to get a full practice in, see what he's going to look like, you're probably going to shoot him up, let's be honest. And so that was yes. probably yesterday. He walks up to the podium. He looks really good. I got to be honest, I do not bet against Joe Burrow very often, but we keep doing this. It's a legacy game for Pat. Burrow's better than Pat if he wins this game. I love Joe. I just I want to watch it play out the next couple of years before I decide either of them is better. And I've seen Mahomes do things with the football I've never seen before. Him, Aaron Rodgers, and Dan Marino, in my opinion, the most talented throwers of the football ever. I got to bet Mahomes. I grabbed them when they were underdogs in this game at Arrowhead. I think... Let's be honest. They're giving, they're going to give them the good stuff. I think they can run the football if they want. For some reason, Andy Reid, we saw this even in Philadelphia in the Donovan McNabb days, they get a little too pass happy. Last week, Pacheco was averaging like five yards per carry. I actually – He could be the key. Know. I'm telling you, he but, could but be the key. But they got to lean on that more, yeah, though, yeah. Ryan. They yeah. really do. I think a lot of times Andy gets away from it. Only because, listen, if I got Pat Mahomes at quarterback, I'm going to let him throw it. But I think sometimes he quickly walks away from the running game, even when there's success. No, he needs to lean on him. More patience in the running game. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fans don't even know Pacheco. Pacheco, who who is he? Is a boxer or something? (laughs) That's old name. How about uh, in the NFC, Philadelphia, San Francisco? Man, that front seven of San Francisco is really good, but there are some kinks in the armor. In the secondary, the 49ers, the Eagles with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, uh, they were a juggernaut last weekend uh, against the Giants. So your thoughts, Eagles, 49ers. Yeah, so I can't wait to watch this game, you guys. I got a couple different bets in this game. So last week I bet Brock Purdy to throw an interception, and he unfortunately did not throw an interception, but he should have thrown four. Trayvon Diggs, what are you doing, man? Uh, Brock Purdy's going to throw an interception this week. I still think he'll play all right. Um, But I do think, man, this is going to be a hostile environment. He hasn't really seen a crowd like Philadelphia, and this is to go to the Super Bowl, so I think that they're just going to be just electric. And so I think Brock Purdy throws a pick. I also – I'm a little bit worried about this Christian McCaffrey injury, you guys. I do think Philadelphia's run defense, since they got Jordan Davis back, 
And since they hit the retirement home for Sue and all those bodies, they've been much better. I think they might be able to at least hold their own. In the one area, I think Jalen's going to have some success in this game because I think that if San Francisco looks to shut down Gainwell and Boston Scott and, and uh, you know, Miles, I think that Jalen's going to burn him with his legs. All I needed to see from Hurts last week was how healthy he was. And he looked healthy. They used him on quarterback as I run. Yeah, he threw that that deep ball at the beginning of the game. I was like, And and his ability to move around in the pocket, he was was smooth with that. And he didn't take a hard hit either. Yeah, yeah. Not not Saturday. But, Ryan, you bring up uh, McCaffrey and I believe Mitchell, too. Is it two days in a row they didn't practice? They're two top running backs? Yep. Yeah, so he's got a bruise, a thigh bruise, something, a knee bruise, something like that for McCaffrey. I actually like him to go under his rushing yards, 62 rushing yards, because I think it's going to be a Brock Purdy passing game, and that's why I like him to throw an interception. But I also like him to go over his completions. I think the Eagles win here, guys. I'm going to take Jalen. I'm going to take that electric offense, because the one area, as good as San Francisco's defense is, Right, They have the linebackers that play sideline to sideline. I think Fred Warner's the best. Right. They have the great defensive line with Nick Bosa. But they're 26 in EPA per dropback. They, they struggle to defend the deep yep, passes. They sure do. You could, also, you could also get them in the slot. Nine yards per reception to slot receivers. I think Devontae Smith has at least 70 receiving yards. I think A.J. Brown scores a touchdown, especially after last week, where he said he doesn't want to be a diva, but he wants the football. And I think the Eagles win a close game here. I think they win 30-27. Yeah, I I think you're right on that, uh, Ryan. I think the other thing, uh, too, is and I want to see the line play because, man, for me, the Eagles' offensive line, when they're healthy, best offensive line in pro football – and you can make a pretty strong argument with the 49ers have with Nick Bosa up front. That that's a group that really comes after you, and they'll send occasionally that safety in for an extra man to blitz. That Eagles offensive line going up against the front of the 49ers, that's must-watch for me. I'm a guy that loves to watch the trenches, and I think that's going to be the key in this game. Absolutely. Same thing. And, you know, that's where I watch the Eagles. You watch them from the inside. That's really – how you have to because that's the best offensive line. Even with these guys dealing with injuries, man, it's just remarkable to watch somebody like Kelsey, somebody like Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson. Every single oh, goodness. Man, like the, the block, like these guys, sometimes they're playing with one arm out there and they're just ragdolling guys like Micah Parsons, who I was comparing Micah Parsons to Lawrence Taylor a couple weeks ago, and I'm watching him just get manhandled. I love watching the offensive line play, the trenches play. And that's how I make my Super Bowl picks every year, you guys, because what travels on the road, I know it's cliche, but it's so true. Good offensive line, good defensive line. That's why, man, it's going to be tough to bet against the Eagles. I know, I know how young they are. I know Sirianni hasn't really proven anything quite yet. But, man, do they have some talent. If, if they're healthy, they're the most talented team. But, for me, it's tough to bet against Mahomes right now because we keep trying to write him off, right? Like, it's always – I feel like we've become bored, kind of like with Aaron Rodgers, where every year we want to write him off. This year it was, oh, man, I don't know if it's sustainable what he does offensively without Tyreek. Tyreek goes to Miami. Right. Pat wins the MVP. Yeah, he so, wins the MVP. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Hey, 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 Tyreek put up nice numbers. Uh, no, the, the, the Tyreek, Tyreek is, is a stud player. Well, unbelievable with the Dolphins. But, uh, Ryan, uh, you know, when you say, here's uh, Pat Mahomes. You know, everyone, uh, you know, as a player, like uh, my thorn in my side was, uh, I mean, ob- it was obvious. I played Joe Montana 11 times on one two. Okay, and I was yeah. like, and we were winning 11, 12 games in a season, but it didn't matter. They were winning like uh, 14 games. But then when I look at what would happen to Brissett, I'll tell you how players think. That all of a sudden he's the MVP, but he can't beat Joe Burrow. 
What if they lose four games in a row to Cincinnati? I'll tell you, that would bother him. When you enter the fourth quarter, let's say this game is tied or close. You don't think that enters the mind and, of the Chiefs? Man, we going yep. through this again? And, and the thing is, yep. they had a 21-3 to lead. Is the fourth quarter the Bengals and Joe Burrow. They've outplayed the Chiefs hand, hands down in the fourth quarter. Oh, absolutely. And it comes down to Lou, Lou Anarumo, who I think is going to be a head coach here. There's a defensive Man, he mind does a great job, Lou. Man, second half adjustments, he is so damn good. That's why, I, but guys, I feel like Andy Reid now, he's seen it three times. Now comes his counterpunch. He's got to have the perfect game plan. I really like one, one last thing. I like Jet McKinnon to go over 26 and a half rushing yards. Okay. Reason being, we just talked about Pacheco. Pacheco, the one area he struggled, pass protection. McKinnon, much better. So if you go back, you watch that game in the second half when Pat comes back <laughs> in with the ankle sprain, it, he outsnapped him, I think, by like 70 to 30% or something like that. That means he's probably going to get the touches. I think McKinnon's going to have a big day, too. I think they're going to have to run the ball. I think they're going to. This is why I hate betting games sometimes, you guys, and I like betting props because I'm rooting for Joe Burrow. He's the closest thing to Tom Brady, Joe Montana. He's like a movie star quarterback. And I kind of, I know some people, maybe it rubs them the wrong way. I like how cocky he is. I like when he's mic'd up. We should have him mic'd up every single game. Obviously, you guys love him. So I'm rooting for him. But I just, man, you're giving me points with Patrick Mahomes at home. And we've pissed Mahomes off into winning an MVP. This is, it's like the Rodgers stuff, guys. A couple years ago, they draft Jordan Love. What does Rodgers do? He goes out and wins an MVP. I don't like betting against the great. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, Ryan. That was Ryan Horvath, host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear. Bob, you got a text. Oh, uh, Mike, and I want you to comment on this, and this is not uh, far-fetched. And, you know, we always look at uh, Saints competition in the NFC South. This is from 17-15. Uh, Do you guys think uh, Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman, you know, we you know what the Ravens, reunion in the ATL in Atlanta would be exciting. Is Roman going to coach again? And what if that would happen and uh, uh, Fontenot would pull that off in Atlanta? I'm telling you, he'd be the second coming of, like, Michael Vick. And, oh, I know Atlanta would go crazy if something like that would happen with Lamar in, in Atlanta. Greg has talked about he would like to coach again. The other thing, too, is their head coach, Arthur Smith, when he was in Tennessee, he did a pretty good job at Ryan Tannehill. And he's always talked about value at the quarterback position and how that is a tilt-the-scale type position out on the field, one of the few. And he values that highly. Would Atlanta give up a compensation deal to Baltimore right. to try to go after Lamar? I, I just don't believe – I know a lot of the national people are saying, oh, L- Lamar's – He's going to come back. They're going to make a deal. They haven't made a deal yet. It, it, like, well, what makes you think it, it, it all of a like sudden? It seems like it's been two years, but they're going to franchise ah, tag him. And, and he ain't and, going to be happy with a franchise no, tag. No, you have a he dis- wants a long-term well, deal. Well, you have a disgruntled player, even though you what, the franchise tag is like $45 no, million, whatever. that text about certainly Lamar is not out of the ordinary comment. And that would really, not, it's not. To a me, that would not, deal. that would not be good for the Saints. No, it would not. Because he would automatically be the top quarterback in the NFC South. And I think at that point, Atlanta becomes the favorite in the NFC South with Lamar Jackson. And with over $50 million 
in free agent capital to spend along with all the picks. Now you won't have them if you give all that up for Lamar. So, man, it's an interesting topic. Really, really is. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here in our number one of Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, and uh, Charlie, uh, I think one of the intrigues of the offseason is the narrative that who controls things here? You know, it's at times – uh, free agency has now gifted the players the opportunity to control the narrative of where they're going. Coaches sort of setting up the narrative of where they'd like to be. Now, ownership will always have play a big part in this on how much they're willing to spend or to give up. But I think what a lot of people don't get is players and coaches in this league have tremendous power today. It's not like it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago or how you grew up watching it if you're a certain age. In today's world, players and coaches have immense power. The coaching cycle this this year is a little bit more exciting than it has been in years prior as well because I feel like, as Bobby was saying earlier, typically there's six to eight, but there's only five right now or four or however many there are. So because there's less new coaching <laughs> hires, I feel like it's a little bit more exciting. Yeah, there's, there's no question about it. And, Bob, yeah. we bring this up a lot of how when you brought the NFL basically to court on the free agency issue, free agency would have happened in the NFL, but yeah, I, I think you, your it, lawsuit yeah. ran it up uh, like, like because it would have been 10 years down the line. Yeah, yeah. What you did really opened up the doors for oh. players, and not only players, I think also for coaches, because once it opened for players, it opened it up for coaches that you can move around. Well, the, the whole if you thing, didn't have a contract, well, I don't know. We're in the United States. Uh, we're not in the Eastern Bloc nation, uh, like you know, communism. I believe in capitalism, and and I took the approach: how could somebody own you if you don't have a contract? Oh no, we have your rights. Well, then you just got to ta- challenge them antitrust, and uh, that's what I did. So uh, you know, and people think like, oh, why would you leave this team or that team? No, uh, you, you, it's a business. And you try and do what's best for you and your family. So uh, you want opportunities. And you can't have it where that's a monopoly where they hold all the cards. So that's why it's a give and take. You have to have balance between the players and ownership, coaches. All of that is involved. And the biggest negative I hear about you, oh, Bobby left the Saints. No, the Saints left him. Jim Fink's cut him loose. They ain't get Wade Wilson. (laughs) We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this news break. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 